Thanks very much, Michael. Mm -hmm. We are uh, today bringing our series of learning from lockdown to a conclusion. And Paul and I have been talking through all that has been in the last couple of months, both in what has been written and what has been said. We've been reflecting on, on, on what uh, people have shared with us. And I suppose as we've talked, we have seen a few themes coming through um, that, that, that in, in, the, in the various different uh, sermons or talks that have come through. And we want to share some of those themes with you. We're not attempting in any way to uh, summarise what anybody has said. Yeah. Uh, we're really just being cognizant of the fact that people have really sought God's face and we want to we want to try and see if there's something that's in this for us. Uh, and to quote Merv last week, not just for a head knowledge, uh, but we want to ask the question about can this produce a change in me? So God willing, that's what we're about here. Mm -hmm. And I suppose as we've talked about it, the three themes that uh, have seemed to have emerged in our conversation has been the first one being that faith is not really just an event, but it's very much a lifelong journey. And that's something that has come through. The second one is this attitude of thankfulness uh, seems to have come through so uh, commonly. Mm. Um, and the third one is the idea of being more contemplative and pausing and pursuing God. So we're going to talk about each of those, I guess, in turn. Yeah, absolutely. So faith is a journey. Let's start out with that first uh, theme that emerged. Ali, what was the thing that struck, stuck, stuck out to you, struck you uh, from that first theme? Well, I suppose, first of all, to say it really has uh, enriched my faith listening to so many different perspectives totally. um, from each person, their, their, their adventure with God. Um, uh, to, to quote Merv again, he said, let's support and spur each other on towards that ultimate goal of knowing and being with God. Uh, I really like that in, in terms of in this whole idea of faith being a journey. Yeah, totally. There's one thing that Merv said, uh, and it's not really a journey, but it really flows into this, is he talked about uh, someone's asking him the question, what's the difference between a live and a dead body? And said, what, what is the difference between a live and a dead body? And I suppose the reality that he came to is a live body responds, a dead body doesn't respond. Mm. And a live body responds and can learn and can grow and can adapt. And so just that hunger that we are live bodies, that we're not dead bodies and that we'll continue to be on a journey. That was uh, so many things Merv said were profound, but that was a, that was such an important thing he said, I think. Mm. And I suppose <clears throat> another thing that really struck uh, me, and probably uh, one of the uh, talks that I enjoyed most hearing, what, what was uh, Norma's uh, conversation about her life. Um, it was like listening to an episode of Long Lost Family, I thought. It was, it was rich in experience and growth. And I suppose one thing that really struck me is that Norma talked about growing in adversity uh, and specifically uh, has she watched how Collie responded to his own mortality and how that fed her faith. Yeah, and that, that, Norma's whole story was amazing. And I think probably because most of us had not heard any of her story mm. and it was almost stuff that books yeah. are, are written for. So thank you so much, Norma, for sharing vulnerably that story with us. Yeah, I found that absolutely profound. And then at the other end of the scale, we had people like Beth and Ellen, who are in the middle, like so many of us, but like that age group, we're in the middle of 
either new adventures at school or new adventures in YWAM, and both of them had their years, their plans, their, their future interrupted by God. And then, but the question they, they both asked was, do I trust the plans of God and the goodness of God, even when it's not what I expect, especially when, I, when it's not what I expect? And just their journey of learning that the plans of God are good, even when they're not easy, even when they're frustrating. And that was that was really profound to hear from two 19-year-olds. Mm. It's interesting, actually, when we talked about it, that the, the age profile of everybody involved, there were there were four people, uh, the oldest of uh, who was like about 22. 22. Most uh, of whom were 19. Uh, most of whom were about 19. And that the other, the other four people, well, let's just say they all qualified for a bus pass, uh, <laughs> which I thought was quite interesting. But but I thought Stephen, it was very interesting because Stephen shared his life's testimony, um, or his, his testimony of his life, I should say, um, uh, and, and uh, with, a, with a purpose of kind of speaking into the unexpected mm-hmm. uh, as he reflected on what uh, people like Beth and Ellen had said. Uh, from his unexpected baptism uh, late one night in Phoenix, mm-hmm. right the way through of how that journey of faith took him to uh, another continent and uh, how he daily reads Psalm 73, whom uh, have I in heaven uh, but you, Lord? And I thought that was really uh, challenging and profound. Yeah, it was, again, so good to hear his story and, and a, a story that's quite different than what most of us have gone through. Sure. But all our stories are different. Uh, a couple other things, really, is I love what Josh said. Uh, and he was talking, well, J- Josh spoke about Jonah and he spoke about... Uh, the- well, the, the, well, he's talked about his own life. His own life and spoke with a couple of different uh, biblical characters. But one line Josh said was that God is more concerned. I think this was, this was to do with Jonah. Mm-hmm. God is more concerned about our availability than our ability. And that is so important. And what struck me is that journey and growth are about humility. Saying I'm able is totally different than saying I'm available. Mm. Use me, whatever. Uh, and 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 the reality that that came across. There were there were humble, um, vulnerable stories that were told. And mm. journey and growth are all about our humility. Merv talked about as well that um, we just need to have this honesty about who we are through our ups and downs, our challenges and weakness, our strengths, our uh, our abilities, and that honesty is what is what fires journey. Yeah. But there's much more I suppose we could say so about that. More, yeah. uh, but this whole this whole sense of faith being a, a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's been really rich to just hear insights into other people's lives. Yeah. Well the next thing that we that seemed to emerge in our conversation, Paul, was this whole attitude of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. So what what um, for you jumped out? Yeah. So much, but Ethan's talk, his sermon, as he called it, he called it various things during his time up here. Uh, He talked about um, what are you fighting for and asking us the question, what are you fighting for? And the reality that his fight in life came out of, has come out of thankfulness. He wants to fight for Jesus and for God's kingdom because of what God has done for him, because of how Jesus came and lived and died and rose again for him. So the whole passion and life and enthusiasm that we saw in Ethan a couple Sunday mornings ago was really spurned out of thankfulness, out of thankfulness for what God did for him. And I think that 
has to be the foundation for all of this stuff. And it was powerful to see it. Yeah, I, I think uh, what I suppose spoke to a lot of people from the feedback I've heard, including me, uh, about Ethan was, uh, okay, it was a powerful message, but actually the passion that he mm -hmm. spoke at, yeah, you, yeah. you, you can tell that it meant something yeah, to him. Um, and I loved what he said. He talked about uh, living in the knowledge and the, uh, of the peace and hope that only comes from him. Yeah. So it's not a peace that we can pray for. It's a peace that only comes as a result mm -hmm. of, of knowing him. Yeah. And I love that passion. Uh, and I suppose uh, in that whole area of thankfulness, I like the way Stephen, uh, in his in in the interview uh, part, he, he saw the positives, if you like, of, of the coronavirus, uh, the appreciation of the NHS, the the acts of kindness, and and the opportunities that the church has had, the profile of the church, and having more family time and so forth. I thought that was really good to 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 address not just our uh, propensity to worry and have anxiety and think of the negative things of COVID-19, but, 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 but the positives. Yeah, totally. In, in, in any situation. Yeah, absolutely. So um, more recently, uh, Paul Merv uh, talked uh, recently, I think uh, last week it was, mm -hmm. about this, um, reasons to be thankful. Um, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I talked about the three reasons to be mm -hmm. thankful, and it is well, I suppose to be th things to be thankful for. And he talked about home and work and fellowship. And he talked about home. Recognize, I loved it. Recognizing that we all have, home means different things to different people. Mm. But are you content where you are? Uh, th th those words are beautiful. Are you content with what you have? Recognizing that we all have different things. And then he talked about work and, and the joys and the challenge of work. I love that bit where he just fell back and placed his hand on the page. You know, it's not like even as an artist, you just put your hand on the page. And, mm -hmm. But um, but being thankful for the joys and the challenges of work. And, and, and then the final thing was fellowship and, and recognizing that many of us have lost fellowship. And they did with grandchildren and family for quite a while. Quite a while. And being so thankful for the fellowship, the community that they're a part of, and wanting that again, but being thankful for what they have had, and hopefully what what they, what they will have again. Uh, um, just just uh, <clears throat> I'd be interested to know, and maybe Merv will answer this question. But mm -hmm. uh, you talk about reasons to be thankful, I and mean, three reasons. I, I think it maybe stole something from Ian Jerry and the Blockheads there, but we'll let oh, Merv okay. discover that from a from a song in the, in the mid seventies that I didn't know. Uh, you're too young for that, Paul. <laughs> Anyway, what I also liked uh, was that young Ellen Brown, what she spoke about, about th this attitude of thankfulness. Uh, the sense of, she quoted someone and she talked about, you know, if I have a bad back, I can be thankful that in eternity, and this is something that Ethan addressed too, mm -hmm. that in eternity, that ain't going to be any of my um, concerns. Mm -hmm. And so we can be thankful about what the hope there is to come, especially when we see the feelings of, of, the, of, of, the, of our existence in this, yeah. in this world at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I know that was profound. Mm -hmm. And then Robert Nan obviously spoke about, uh, uh, I think it was a surprise for Robert being such a, a doer and being so busy, but being thankful for the, the days, that uh, being thankful for every day, whatever it brings but also being thankful for the space and the time and the pause of COVID. And just that there was a real sense of, of thankfulness that ran through their whole talk mm -hmm. uh, in all situations really of being thankful. And that was, that was really key to what they were talking about.
Yeah, uh, and I, I guess uh, I was thankful for the, the sense of humour that he brought to Oh, totally. Um, anyway, I suppose that, uh, I, I'm also thankful for the fact uh, that we have, as we often talk about Grace Fellowship, a multi-voice church. Uh, not just the 40 days uh, that people contributed by writing, uh, but also the... the, 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 the uh, Let's talk about the availability of people being prepared to be vulnerable. Uh, having this multi-voice is, is really enriched. Uh, I think everybody's experience to have to hear those those voices. And I would I would say that probably the number one thing I've said to people, especially from people from other, not even church contexts, but non-church contexts, is I'm so thankful to be part of a community that values multiple voice mm. and also that there's multiple voices that have fantastic, enriching, encouraging, strengthening things to say. And that's that's literally probably the number one thing I've expressed mm. thankfulness for over this, other than my amazing wife and kids and other things like that. And colleague. And colleague. <laughs> um, and so um, we've talked about two themes that have emerged. The first one being the fact that faith is not just like saved, satisfied and stuck. There's a whole sense of journey that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing of, of noticing uh, the, the reasons to be thankful mm -hmm. uh, and, and that sort of theme seems to have emerged. This third one then, uh, could you speak into that, that whole idea of pausing uh, and pursuing God? Yeah, this one came up uh, so much and so much in the de devotionals, even more so again and again and again hunger for that and creating that space and the need for space and time with God. Um, but not even just passive, that, that, that act of pursuing God. And, and Robert Nan talked about heaven declaring the glory of God and looking up at the night sky <clears throat> and seeing that and, and knowing the glory of God. And I think it was Robert that asked, you know, was that always there or were we just too busy to notice it before? But in the slowdown of the days of COVID and the pause, we were able to notice more things that the glory, that the voice of God was in. And uh, that, that was a very, uh, a really important message that came in. And a, a lesson, an ongoing lesson really, is the need for stillness and the need for pausing to create that space to pursue God. I think that was really key to this. Yeah, and that, that pausing that you talk about and that he talked about, um, you used that word noticing, uh, and that, that really has been challenging me a lot recently, that whole idea of noticing uh, God in what has just been, noticing God in what is just now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that noticing doesn't happen unless we stop, unless we pause, mm -hmm. unless we deliberately, it's, it's, it's an active thing mm -hmm. that we have to uh, pursue. Yeah. Um, I guess it brings me on to uh, what Beth said as well when she said it's easier to see God when you're looking for him yeah. which I thought was really cool and as well uh, Ellen taking that same thing uh, a week or two before that she said I'm hearing God more and I like what she said here not because he's speaking more but because I'm learning how to listen yeah, that whole theme of stopping pausing noticing listening to god uh really really spoke to me uh, that the need to do that boy i need to hear that absolutely it's amazing like we said at the start that those words of wisdom came from 19 year olds then 16 something olds, mm -hmm. then 19 year olds then just from from across the and, and all in between across the devotionals mm -hmm. it was again and again and again and at the end of ethan's talk last week he read this a bit of this passage for us 
Isaiah 40, 29 to 30. <clears throat> and it says this, Isaiah 40, 29 to 30, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope or those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I think that's amazing. Those who wait, those who pause, those who pursue the Lord will renew their strength. And I suppose what hit me is, is that's what we all want. We all want to soar on wings like eagles. We all want renewed strength. We all want those mountain type ex <clears throat> top experiences. We all want the hope and the peace and the passion. But the reality that came and, and the lessons that came and the yearning that came again and again and again and the, of the reality is that that only happens when we take space and time pursuing God. And all of that really reminded me of, and I, I spoke to you about this weeks ago. I went to a conference earlier, earlier in the year and one of the speakers was talking about actually balance in life and he was talking about family and kids. And he said, you know, with your kids, you want quality time with your kids, but quality time only comes when you take quantity time. He says, you can't just say, oh, I, I have five minutes. I'm going to take five quality minutes with my kids because that almost never happens. And we know that. Mm -hmm. And we know that with friends. We know that with partners. But he said, the time you have the quality time as almost uh, unexpected moments within the quantity time. So I'm gonna spend a chunk of time with my kids and in that you'll get brilliant moments of quality time. And that's just reality. It's reality with our friends, it's reality with our husbands or wives, it's reality with our kids, and it's totally reality with God. We want to just say, okay, I have two minutes here. I'm gonna have some quality time with God. Mm. But we all know the people that have quality time with God are the people that take those chunks. And maybe it is whatever, 20 minutes, maybe it's a half an hour, maybe it's when, before you go to bed, maybe it's when you get up in the morning. But the reality is the foundation of all this stuff, the foundation of thankfulness, the foundation of, of journeying, growth, the foundation of life starts by sitting and waiting and seeing and hearing God because we learn to see him and we learn to hear him in those quantity moments that become quality moments. And I guess this, as we talk about learning from lockdown, mm -hmm. this this enforced lockdown that we've had mm -hmm. has pushed us into that opportunity. Yeah, totally. Yeah, quantity. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I suppose then it's our prayer to this for me, for you, for all of us is, God, as we now exit, we're coming more and more to lockdown. We're mm -hmm. thinking about gathering again soon. As our jobs get busier, as school's about to start, uh, we need to create those spaces. And it'll be a different space and time for you than for me than for other people. But how do we ourselves do it? And how do we encourage and spur each other on mm -hmm. to do that, to create those spaces, to have quality time, pausing, and pursuing the God of the universe. Because out of that will flow growth, out of that will flow thankfulness, out of that will flow life. That's a pretty good thing uh, that's emerged. That's emer absolutely, yeah. So we are so thankful for mm. 
the eight people uh, yeah. and more uh, that did the talks and the interviews on Sunday. We're thankful for the interviewers. We're so thankful for the 40 people that uh, put their pen to paper, their, their fingers to type pads mm. to give us devotions every morning and for the editors and for Colin to put that all together. It's been an amazing series. Yeah. Hearing the voice of God through the body of the church. Amen. So I pray that we all not just take some nuggets of knowledge to our brain, but take some patterns and, and lessons of movement of life out of this so that we can all pursue God, proclaim Jesus, and be part of transforming lives in this town, in this land, in this, in this world. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. See you soon.